G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Many listeners are familiar with the work of the Christian organisation MAF, or Mission Aviation Fellowship. It began as a dream of some World War II pilots and grew into a worldwide ministry. And from humble beginnings, with just one aircraft in one country, they now have over 125 aircraft serving in over 25 nations around the world. As you can imagine, this is the ministry that mobilizes missionary endeavor and they work in some of the toughest places on earth. One of the nations they've been working in is Timor-Leste and they've been in the grip of a dengue fever outbreak in Timor. Ian McDougall is CEO of Mission Aviation Fellowship in Australia, joining us for an update. Hi, Ian. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil, and, and good day to all of your listeners out there. Ian, how bad is dengue fever, and especially for a nation like Timor-Leste? Yeah, well, dengue fever uh, was declared as a public health issue in Timor-Leste in January of this year, and it affects people similar to the cold or flu or a COVID situation, but it is transmittable by mosquito. And over the past, or up until January There was a lot of floods and a lot of water up there and the mosquitoes have been bringing it out and it's been affecting children mainly. And we're talking children up to the age of 15 years of age that have been attacked by this dengue fever and there's been over 358 cases uh, and, you know, and those cases there ended up in four deaths just in those ones, in those children alone. But there's over... 990 cases and 56 deaths across the country. So it is a serious situation and the only way to look after it is to get people out of areas into where a hospital is. From what I understand, the treatment is probably fairly straightforward, but if you live in an isolated location, you can't easily get to a hospital. That's when MAF comes in. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'll just share a quick story. Um, we, we had a mother of a six-year-old boy who had contracted dengue fever from the mosquito. He ended up with a really bad fever. And if anyone out there is listening, you know what it's like to have a fever and you can't control it. Well, imagine what it's like on Oturo Island and there is only a clinic. The nearest hospital is across the way, across the water, by boat or by air. Now, we can do the flight in 25 minutes, but we need to know. And so what they did was that they took this little boy to the the clinic in the middle of the night. The clinic is run by a couple of nurses. They then moved the child to the airport overnight and then called us and first flight. We were in there and got the child to hospital. And it makes a huge difference to these people because we can do a 25-minute flight out, 25-minute flight back, and get them there, and then they could control that. But that little child on that island, the only way to get transport 
is through that way or two and a half days on boat. And this outbreak, dengue fever in Timor, it is not over yet because even as we've experienced our own extension to the wet season this year and with floods and all of the associated issues along with that, in Timor and in the northern parts of Australia, even the ongoing monsoon season could even increase the mosquito density and the likelihood of further transmission of dengue in the coming months. Any thoughts about your plans for making sure you're effective in what you're doing there? Yes, we have. We've um, we've actually signed an agreement with Arturo Island, especially where we were only serving them on an irregular basis. We're now um, got a permanent uh, set up there. We put in a two-way radio system on the island that is direct to MAF, so we can take those calls. We've got an agreement with the government and the clinics, so we've spent a bit time working in that area and making sure that all of the links are ready so that if there is a call and we can only do visual flight which means daytime flying but if we get a call we are ready to respond get across the island get people ready and then with that response mechanism we can have the first responders that we call the first responders in a country like that where the clinics are ready to receive patients straight away so it's made a huge difference to the people of the island but also a huge difference to the workers because they know that people are flying in and cared for. And we've done a number of these flights over the last few months and these patients are now getting to to a doctor much faster than they would have previously. And so the, the community are realising that a Christian organisation is there to care for them and love them and also share hope for them. And this is not necessarily the primary reason you're at work in Timor Leste, Ian, because uh, when we talk about the work of MAF, Mission Aviation Fellowship, uh, no doubt there's a whole lot of things going on where your pilots are kept very busy too, just uh, keeping up to date with the developments that are going on in mission outreaches there. Have you got any insight into what's going on in Timor? Yeah, so we've been working with another number of mission agencies over there on uh, water projects where we've been teaching people how to get fresh water from uh, springs and water and pipe it in. And so those agencies are going in and showing them how tanks are set up. And I was visiting one. This was pre-COVID because we couldn't travel over the last couple of years. But I was visiting one where we set up, we had the organisation we're working with, had set up tanks and had the the creek bed running into the tank and then they were monitoring that water and cleansing it and coming out. The two things that came out of that was people's vision was being repaired because now they were drinking fresh, clean water that had been filtered. And the second thing was that their hearing had improved because, again, fresh, clean water. And those two things, and I'm not a doctor, so please, those doctors out there, they can answer all those questions. But we're just understanding by drinking fresh, clean water, vision is repaired and hearing is repaired because you're getting fresh water into you. No doubt clean water has a lot of therapeutic effects. Hey, COVID stalled a lot of mission activity in some countries. In other countries, as I understand it, mission activity was as busy or bigger than ever. Have you got any impression about overall the work of MAF uh, expanding, contracting? Where are things at around the world? Yeah, so we, we had points in the countries where we're working where there was contraction. 
but also uh, we've had our first flights into Guinea in Africa, where we were asked to go in and assist in that country. And we've gone in and, and we, we said we would assist. And so we're setting up a program there at the moment. And, uh, and that's just been growing. And that development is, is exciting. In Kenya and Uganda, there's been growth of the amount of work we're doing there with people needing mission agencies to go in and do their work. And so the, the call in our services is to get that out. But also, we've been helping groups who are doing rebuilds. And so we've been traveling and flying with a lot of products, so building products and, and to areas that need to rebuild. So that's been very exciting right across all those areas in Africa. The same in Papua New Guinea, where we're working with one group uh, down in the provinces who are caring for sick people. So we, we're flying doctors around all the time. So we've, we've got basically what we call a, a, a flying clinic and the, the doctors are going out doing their thing where they used to take four or five days to drive to somewhere. We're now doing it in an hour and flying in there and they can spend four or five days doing a clinic in those areas. Uh, that's a huge economic saving. Hey, Ian, who funds MAF when you're doing these extra things? Uh, is there sometimes a way that uh, there's government funding to do some of these things that you're doing, uh, essential uh, medevac operations and things like that? Or is this all happening because believers around the world, and MAF is around the world, and people are contributing financially, uh, who's paying for all of these things and keeping those planes in the air? Believers around the world. We, we occasionally get funding when there's a disaster, uh, and and the governments need us to do things, but that is rare. The most of the time, it is all donor driven. So everyone out there that gives a dollar um, helps to keep us in the air and keep serving those people in need. So that child on a remote island, uh, the MAF plane lands. Uh, they've got dengue fever, and they're on the plane and off to a hospital, that's happening because people have given generously to keep MAF flights active. Absolutely, absolutely. And that, that, that is the most special thing that we have in our, in, in our land here, where we have people that give generously and, and understand that it's not about the instant gratification that sometimes comes from those things that you do, but the long-term gratification of knowing that a six-year-old boy has been able to be taken to hospital and is healed and can go back home and live with his parents safely. And uh, and I think that's a story in itself. It is, apart from all the good work that you and the team at MAF do around Australia and in our neck of the woods, uh, Southeast Asia and South Pacific Islands, uh, Mission Aviation Fellowship, resourcing the missionaries who are into very remote locations. Ian, let me give the website for MAF, and undoubtedly you'll have needs, you'll have appeals that are running right now. Listeners may well want to connect with you and make a donation and become a prayer partner for Mission Aviation Fellowship. Here's the website, maf. Dot org dot au. That's maf.org.au. Ian McDougall, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and thank you to all the listeners, and may God bless every single one of you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.